What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ladies Who Bronche. We've been off the air for a couple of weeks now due to technical difficulties, but we are back loud and proud and hopefully will not have that absence again. So thank you for joining us back. Um, I am Julissa. What's good, everybody? This is Skittles. And this week we have a very, very special guest. This woman is freaking phenomenal. Uh, She's a playwright, amongst many other things, creator. I'll call her. She is one of the most influential creators, I think, in our circle right now in the theater world. Um, And I'll have her introduce herself. Liz, who the fuck are you? That wow, that, yes. that intro. <laughs> like I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> follow me on Snapchat. That is that is the handle. Thank the Academy. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, no, I'm a theater artist here in New York. Uh, I was born here, raised in Connecticut. Uh, I am of Caribbean American heritage. Blah, blah, blah. Hey. Big up to me, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I was trained as an actor. I write. I'm working on two new plays right now with Fresh Ground Peppers uh, Playground Play Group. That's going to be in April, our festival. And uh, I'm also working on a new play uh, with Liberation Theater Company. And yeah. That's that's who I am. Yes. Okay. Well, Liz, first off, what is your favorite brunch dish when you go to brunch? That is a great question. I know we, we've been snacking on these pretzels and M&Ms. Which have <laughs> reminded me that the salty plus the savory, like that's, or the, the savory plus the sweet is, right. it's the, it's the name of the game. So I kind of always have to have like a pancake sort of deal. Uh, I do like a whole grain pancake. Me or, too. So, all that right, texture I'm, is I'm not everything. Wilding, right? Yeah, that texture is everything. <laughs> I've never had it. Because so plain pancakes sometimes, it's almost too much. Yeah, it's just like a bunch of dough, but like sometimes you have the nice grain in there and the nut when it has like that sort of consistency that's, in it. That's the key. It, it really adds. I'm mm. a waffle queen. I, I'll, I'll go for a waffle or a French toast before I go for it pancake oh i'm a french toast girl so french toast is always my number one and then the pancake has to be really compelling like there has to be something special about it otherwise Mm. i'm not getting a pancake i mean it's really shout outs to my mom's pancakes there probably are no no better pancakes than my mother's pancake she does a little banana in there Mm. Um, i'm all about just a little crunchy edge a little crunchy yeah Yeah. maybe she'll do some applesauce in there too (laughs) Uh, and yeah the real maple syrup, that's the other thing. Yeah. You know, some people some people are down with Aunt Jemima and that's that's cute or Mrs. Buttersworth. Like I'm not even sure if she's a missus, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I really need that real that real Vermont yeah. maple that syrup. Bougie syrup. Mm. I remember the first time I had it, I was like, wait, this doesn't taste like syrup. And then they were like, But this is syrup. Mm. Like this is the real thing. And I felt cheated. I was just like, damn, so what the fuck have I been eating? That's not doesn't taste the same at all. Definitely adds to the flavor. Yes. The privileged syrup is this is the way to go. That's what's up. Mm. And then, yeah, when the syrup then just touches my bacon, like some nice crispy Ooh, bacon. Yeah. That's mm. what my brunch has to look like. Just mm-hmm. that, that yes. salty with that sweet. Yes. Mm. And so what about your oh wait. And so what about your booze of choice? You know, I don't know. I don't know what Bloody Marys are, so that's definitely not. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what that is. What is that? Tomato? tomato yeah, it's juice? tomato juice, is vodka, celery. Some places like add bacon to it and yeah. stuff like that. There's, um, like, there's like really, really, there's some places that have like really complex mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that um, sounds crazy. Recipes for it, where it's literally like a meal, like you're. No, I don't know. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm, I don't not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. I've never been a either. fan of tomato anything liquid where you're drinking. Like mm-hmm. not even tomato soup, unless grilled cheese. But like that's it. Right, exactly. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just going to have to go with your straight-up mimosa. But as I've gotten older, champagne gives me a little bit of a headache. Mm. That sweetness. That yeah. sweetness will do it to you. It has to be that good shit, like, you know, because they often do that that cheap stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um... Cranmosas yeah. are the wave, Ooh. by the way. Um, okay. I tried it for Thanksgiving, and, like, just so good. Um, I got some Prosecco that was, but like, good Prosecco, not the cheap kind, um, and it made a difference. Like, sometimes I'm like, ah, if you're mixing it, like, who cares what the booze is? But in this case, I actually tasted the difference in having a higher-quality Prosecco and then mixing it with the cranberry juice. Completely prefer it over orange juice, actually. Mm-hmm. So I gotta I- look into that recommend that um so what was it like liz for you going out to eat in general like when you were a kid what was that like hmm you know a lot of our out to out to eat experiences were right after church Mm. Uh, yeah it just be kind of one of those things where it, it took a lot of time i feel like after church i was just sort of ready to to get back in my bed (laughs) <laughs> and uh or yeah you maybe just grab some quick like burger king to go my parents really always wanted to go to the greek diner or something like hmm. that after church and yeah i was one of those kids that kind of usually ordered the the same two things right but yeah i mean going out was going out was cute but my my parents are both excellent cooks mm. Mm. so for me, though, those are not my my best going out to eat experiences. Right. My or, or my best eating experiences. My best eating experiences are at home. Um, again, I already shouted out my mom's pancakes. Right, Her macaroni also holds a special mm. place in my heart. My dad doesn't mean steak. Um, yeah, I just awesome. So you weren't begging for McDonald's. You weren't you weren't mad if mom and dad were like, yeah, we're cooking. It was like, oh, okay, dope. Oh yeah. Amazing. Now, what is your favorite bochinche topic to talk about over a meal? This is my favorite, like, gossip topic? Yes. Yes. Ooh. I think my go-to is, like, who who fell off? Hmm. Hmm. Like, going back to folks that maybe I, I used to really bang with back in the day. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh. And, like, talking about, like, what like they're you, up to now? Yeah, like, you heard, you heard someone so broke up with who's he? Yeah, and I'm like, no, not home, girl. <laughs> right, right. No, I love that. And going uh, and going on Facebook and then like looking at their profile in the middle of the conversation, mm-hmm. being like, actually, what are they up to? Right. And then like you see some shit. And then like if there's someone who got uglier as time went on. Oh yeah, I mean some of like, my and being like, oh, their their pride like, or their prime was in high school. Those were the fun ones. Absolutely. Some of my exes look so busted no <laughs> i'm just like uh, i don't that. even know i only have one ex and i don't i have no idea what he looks like right now like i don't have him on social media but he, Yo, like my family I don't does either. <laughs> oh you don't i thought you did so much more mature than i, I don't have him anymore <laughs> yeah it was one of those things during the breakup i was like this it's healthier if i don't follow you on social media right now and it was it was super healthy because i didn't have to watch his relationship that he got into right after he broke up with me so <laughs> that rough. was definitely helpful all right, so now we're going to go into 
our here's to the ladies who where we shout people out as we take a drink um my first here's to the ladies who goes out to the grammy nominees because this is the first time in 18 years that a white man has not been nominated for um album of the year so that Shut is up. exciting. Among the guys being honored, um, we have Kendrick Lamar, we have Bruno Mars, we have Luis Fonsi, um, and we have um, Lord is also being nominated. And I believe I'm missing a gentleman. Did we say chance? It's chance, right? No, no, chance, it's Lord. not chance. Kendrick. My bad. I'm give it's, chance. I said no. Yeah, it's Kendrick. It's Kendrick, it's Bruno, it's Childish Lord. Gambino. Childish Gambino. My bad. Childish Gambino, who or I Donald love. Donald Glover now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Donald Glover. Shout outs to his show Atlanta. If you didn't watch that show, that show is great. You have to watch it. And my homegirl Zassi is on the show and she kills. Our so ladies. shout out. Shout out to LaGuardia. Shout out to Zassi. Um, and shout out to all the nominees. And hopefully... Um, you know, this year the Grammys will be better than they have been now. Low key, though, because I don't trust anyone. I really, really feel like they did that because of the spirits of the time, and they knew that nobody was gonna bangs with them if they pulled the shit I that mean, they've been pulling the, the past couple and of years. Also, the Oscars, like seeing what's been going on with the Oscars, but I mean, Hollywood is collapsing. Yeah. No. Hollywood is feeling the weight of if you're not going to fuck with us, we're not going to fuck with you. Like, yeah. So I, I really like part of me is like, I'm excited because the artists deserve it, but I'm also like, but are they giving it to them because they know they deserve it? Or are they doing it because they know that they are losing traction? And if they don't do something quickly to show that they are diverse, it's over. Like no one's watching the Grammys. I mean, that's always Mm. the question though. When people of color get a leg up, you know, people are always going to say like, is it, is it because one, were they deserving? Right. Two, does everyone actually agree that they're deserving? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, three, yeah. was it just about the optics? Yeah, of, of the thing. Of Though mm-hmm. they, I have to say, these folks are deserving, and like, yeah, so is Lord. Like, you know what I mean? Like, For I sure. think, I think that it's definitely a group of folks who earned it, and not just some like, you know, throwaway guys. And it's funny for me, Luis Fonsi, because Luis Fonsi is phenomenal in the Latino world, um, but this is the first time that I've seen him on the map here and like, you know, in the American Grammys. So thanks, for some people, Justin. they might be like, Oh, like, thanks, you know, Justin. Thanks. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks. Some Justin, people, some but people, I, mean. I wouldn't, I, I think that given the fact that J Balvin's song, Mi Gente is very popular and he doesn't have a feature of someone who's white actually just speaks to, I think that the movement of Latin people being on the American scene is coming back in yes. general, yes, so I agree with that. so I, while having Justin Bieber helps, unfortunately for obvious reasons, I don't think that that song wouldn't have been popular if Justin Bieber wasn't on it necessarily. I think it would have just been Mi Gente popular, where it wasn't as popular. But mm. they're coming back. They're coming back. J Balvin, all of them. Shout outs to my Latino. My and Latinx. Cardi's nominated too. Card, um, Bodak Yellow's nominated, I think, like three times. And the wow. girl who sang, um, uh, uh, SZA, S-Z, I, I do yes, not SZA, know. SZA, Yeah, thanks. I, 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 you know. <laughs> Every time I see it. S-Z-A. S-Z-A. She's the one. I want my kids to think I'm not cool. Not cool. I'm totally fine having been wrong. She has six nominations. I believe she's nominated the most. She's a black female, which is also fucking awesome. Another here's to the ladies, too. Claire will be taking over the White House. So House of Cards is coming back 
to Netflix um, without Kevin Spacey. So fear not, House of Cards fans who were worried about what was going to happen to the show after the allegations. Um, the show's coming back. And quite frankly, you know, scandal aside, I was wondering, like, what are we doing with Frank at this point? Like, where are we taking this character? Um, how much more evil? He's already killed someone. Like, off the gate, we know he's he's not afraid to kill yeah, someone. He's been, he been bad right? since, <laughs> since day one. one. Yeah, so I, I always was wondering, like, what they're going to do with him. And I always felt like they didn't quite know what the trajectory of a man like that would honestly look like in our world, especially given the fact that we have Donald Trump as president now. And it's like it's like a wild card. We really can't tell what's going to go down. Um, so I think it's great to have him out the picture. I hope they just kill him off because he's been sick and like. <laughs> I mean, I have I have so much faith in the power of writers on television right now. Yeah. And it's just, like, don't get too comfortable. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Shonda Rhimes, lo- lo- love and hate her because she will, ju- she will just... She'll take your favorite character out in a all second. All the way out. Mm-hmm. It's not that in hard. Yeah. So, th- yeah, this idea that we I mean, can't have a series go on without the, the lead. Portia de Ross, the way she took Portia Ooh, out of Scandal. Girl. That woman came in. She she left the show just as quickly as she came in. Because when she came in, I was like, who is this bitch? Right, right. <laughs> and then when she left, I was just like... Uh, Shock face. <laughs> like, like, I didn't know what to do. Or when but Homeboy yeah, from Grey's Anatomy, they had that drama mm-hmm. with him being homophobic. And she was oh, like, or even the, the, the guy on Scandal who like got arrested for getting into like, violence, domestic violence. Right? She, was she plays like, no oh. game. She's like, oh, you're, okay. Wow. Take them out of the show. Great. Wow. Cool. Accountability. Yeah. All right, so the next cheers to the ladies who was me. And it was supposed to be last week, but you know, we got to push it this week. But y'all, everybody who knows me knows that I have to honor Britney Spears turning 36. It was her birthday last week, and she is just the sweetest person in the world. So happy birthday, Britney. The next cheers to the ladies who... <laughs> Keep it um, The next cheers to the ladies who is to Beyonce, Britney, and Barbara, my three favorite Bs, to be in the top 10 Forbes list for the women who make the most in the music industry. Nice. Um, this is one of my favorite things, also because Beyonce now dethroned Taylor Swift, who is the former number one lady in music, mm-hmm. which is crazy because it's like, it really talks to that saying of like black women have to do twice as much or more to be valid yeah yeah, to get half as far um and so the fact that taylor swift was ever number one on the forbes list yeah like how the fuck is is taylor swift money than beyonce like i can't even (laughs) conceptualize that in my mind with the amount of work like beyonce since crazy in love really like she was just hitting since crazy in love i'm not even a big beyonce fan Mm -hmm. but I acknowledge the work that she does and the records she sells. So the fact that even when Taylor Swift entered, that was a robbery. It started. See, Kanye people were getting on Kanye's back. He knew what was going on from the gate. He was like, this girl <laughs> is walking up in this industry, and he, she is about to just overshadow. And though we didn't see it on the forefront, look at the monetary income. That stuff matters. Mm-hmm. Like They're artists, and they have a lot of money, but this is their job. They're trying to make money, too. So those numbers talk. That means something as to and the value of the artist. One thing that... Um because I've never been a Taylor Swift fan, so I've never known her story. So I believed the, I'm just a country girl who's just trying to make it in the music industry, and then I'm going to become the world's biggest pop star story that she sells. But she, the bitch is from Pennsylvania, and her parents have money, so they moved her to Tennessee and bought her a record deal. 
I say brought her because the girl's music is not that great. Oh, there's tea at this And they're time. selling her as a singer. So, yes, there is tea I being never spilled. knew that. Mm-hmm. She comes from money. That's... Get even more tight now. Get yeah. even more tight I now. Yeah, I feel like I've, I'm always on like both sides with her. Like when that, when yeah, that first Kanye West thing blew up, I was like, oh, what a what an unkind thing to do. But also, who is she? Mm-hmm. 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 So, yeah, I mean, what his if he has a lyric that goes, "I made that bitch famous." Part of me is like, well, I didn't know about her mm-hmm. until then. Mm-hmm. But I mean, maybe, I'm sure other people did. I'm sure they did. But that lyric, she's still it, 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 it strikes something in my heart that feels true. Yeah, she's still irrelevant to me. She's, Listen, she's done done to This entire last album is a Britney ripoff, and that's why it's not selling as well as they thought it would. Because but. you can't be edgy after you were selling teardrops on your guitar four years ago. Like, come on. I am here for her calling out that dude, though, that had groped her. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm here for that. I thought that was a beautiful, petty lawsuit of right. just asking for that right. dollar. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, so. and obviously, like that, that those moments are really, really awesome for women to do in general. But she, I just can't get behind a lot of what she does and says, and that whole thing with the like her giving approval for Kanye to have uh, the famous, you know, the lyric in there, and mm-hmm. to have the music video where they were all lying naked and stuff like that. The fact that there's proof that she consented and then she wanted to make a freaking big deal after everything mm. came out just speaks to like, it's just conniving. And I don't appreciate that in the music industry. I especially don't appreciate it for a white woman who's coming into a scene and working with people of color who, you know, have been working in a, in a very specific and hard way to get where they're at. And just one word, like it's almost like one swift of the knife. And then like she, her her place in those situations can like make us hate our people and be like, oh, well, we hate Kanye. He sold this. And oh, and it just lends itself to a bigger dialogue. And then even think talking about Kanye West is problematic because there is some mental health tied into this. I mean, like there's just so many lines and I feel like it's easy to forget when, you know, someone who's white cries that moment of like, oh my God, look what they're doing to me. We're very quick to like, you know, get our people in trouble but not stop and be like wait hold up ma like what are you mm-hmm. what, what's really going on here yeah, um, it's, it's historic and you know I feel like there's this thing that gets triggered in me like that you know has this ancestral knowledge all the way back to Emmett Till and the way that we just yeah this country will fall in line the moment that a, a white woman says you know this this brown skin man hurt me right and then we all rally behind that um and so, yeah, there is that part of me that's like, man, she's problematic. Um, yeah. Mm. Anywho, um, so Motorsport, uh, the music video came out this week. Yes. Um, yes. And it's it's dope. <laughs> um, and now it seems like there's some theories going on about the, the verses in the song. Yes. Okay. So first off, the Motorsport visually looks amazing like they obviously put money into it it looks great Nikos looks great Cardi looks great Nikki looks great like they all look great but visually you can tell that Cardi filmed hers on Tuesday and Nikki filmed hers on Saturday and I took that quote from a YouTuber who actually said it in his review it looks like Cardi was at the at the shoot that Migos had and they were all kicking. And that Nikki was over on Warner Brothers set and was like, I want the couture outfit and these angles and this editor. And she paid for her shoot and was like, okay, here's my footage, put it in the video. 
Um, because there's not one scene where Cardi B and Nicki are together. And that would have been a monumental moment. And it would have made all of the effort that they're putting into making us believe that there's not a beef. It would have it would have made that like even if they don't like each other, having them in the same frame together would have been monumental. Mm-hmm. And you know, it could have been great. But they're not in a shot together at all. And then, if you listen to the verses, it sounds like they're coming for blood. They sound like they're coming for each other. So it's like, is there a beef or isn't there a beef? And if so, like, are y'all actually really dissing, dissing each other on the same track? Is Cardi referencing Nicki in her verse? Mm-hmm. Is Nicki saying, you're my son, go sit on a party type stuff? Like, what is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. Um, but I fuck with the song, so... Yes, I um, love the song. And cheers to the fact that there's so many female rappers out right now. Like, yeah. you're, there's stories about Cardi, there's stories about Nicki, there's stories about Remy and Lil' Kim doing their thing, and they had a song together. There's stories about Azealia and coming out with her movie, you know? So, cheers to the girls right now. Absolutely. So, um, Azealia's new movie has not been getting terrible reviews from what I've read so far. I haven't seen it. Um, but <laughs> I love I've, that that double negative. Yeah. It hasn't been t- getting terrible <laughs> reviews. No. Does that mean it's getting good reviews? <laughs> it does mean it's getting good reviews. <laughs> but I say that to say, first of all, I when I saw the preview, I was like, well, Azealia is an amazing actress, so either the, the movie's going to suck and then people are going to say she did a great job but the movie sucked, mm. or if the movie's great, then people are going to be like, wow, I wish she did more acting and less tweeting or you know, the, the, whatever people say when Azealia shows her talent in a moment and they can't quite say that she's not talented, so they say something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so I'm going to see it, and when I see it, we'll talk about it, but yeah, I just I want people to, to know it's I'm not getting it. it's not getting terrible reviews, so it actually might be worth the watch for folks who are teeter-tottering, um, and maybe who even don't like her. I think maybe it's a chance to see her in a different element, and um, then, you know, if you still don't fuck with her after that, like, it is what it is, but it, it's a different um, form of art, and I think it's, it's important for people to just check it out. If not for her, then just for um, the fact that, you know, it's just another... Uh, movie made by people in our community and like let's go out and just support it see what it's about um so also cheers to mariah reclaiming her time we were talking about that earlier um she won the case against her ex-fiance and he had and he has to pay the inconvenience fee that's literally what it comes down to so she's setting a precedent We need this. We need It's very hit him up style. Yeah. It's very blue control hit him up style. While he was scheming. I was beaming in the beamer just, just beaming. Beam. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what are the lyrics? Can't believe that I call my man cheating. So I found another way to make, make him pay for it all. all. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So yeah, cheers to her. Um So I want to say cheers to him. I saw this thing and at first I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And then I was like, you know what? Shout out to guys who wear uh-uh, clip-on man no, buds. I'm not here for this. Fuck that. <laughs> clip-on? clip-on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, you know, like the drugs, like, like, like shaking, the shaking go 32 inch, like, I'm here for it. The because and you- I'm here for it because, you know, I- 
and this is going to sound like extra extra, but if we're really going to be all about equality and gender expression and people expressing themselves, ain't nobody saying nothing about no clip on buns for women. Why can't men have men clip on buns? No, people if are really... saying things about the clip on though. Oh, who? I, who I, I brought one to my stylist before my senior prom. I was like, will you? <laughs> Sorry. I was like, will, will you put this in my hair for me? My prom is this weekend. She's like, I will never put that in your hair. <laughs> so no. <laughs> I am <laughs> on both yeah. on both sides of the fence. We can be something. doing better. We should be let doing me. better. There are other options. Let, let me and I like grow your hair. If anybody trying to have, have a man bun, that's my that's my point. Is that some people are you talking about a clip that. on? Like you're not talking about like a, a, a what is what are the what are these man weaves called? Oh, oh, there's man weaves. I didn't know there was man weaves. Wait, and like, yes, is there it are. Man weaves like, or is it just weave? Like, you know what I mean? That's what. In all fairness, what, all I'm trying to say is, in all fairness, you know, it's they calling it a man bun clip because it's being adver- advertised towards men. But like, why can't men wear bun clips if they if they really want to fuck with a bun clip? I'm not here for man buns. Period. I like men, but all right, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say to the men what the men say to us. When I get in that bedroom, I want to be able to grab onto something and know it's not gonna fall all the way, y'all. You know, I, I just want to know that it's real. Listen, I want to know exactly. that it's yours. I don't know, like, because there are cute guys, there are hot guys with man buns, but Hell like yeah, to man. then find out that it's a fake man bun. Fooled and tricked. So that fool me once. <laughs> I will let you know. I will never want to hear nobody defending nobody if somebody comes after a girl and her hair clip or her weave or nothing like that. If we're not going to protect our men. What? You see me. I'm team natural over here. <laughs> <laughs> team natural. No clips, no nothing. All Listen, right. I like clip on buns. But, but not for men. Not, yeah. All right. Well, my own bias. another here's to the days too. Um, and this is a little controversial. So there was a school stabbing in the, in the Bronx a couple months ago um, where a gay teen was being bullied uh, and he uh, stabbed the other student who passed away, who ended up dying. Um, and he uh, was released on bail um, recently. And a lot of people are sort of conflicted because they're saying, well, here you have a family who has their son that's never going to come back. And then here you have a young man who now has a second chance at life. Um, but then you also have folks who are like, yeah, well, you know, what? at what point will we address bullying in the LGBTQ, mm-hmm. um, you know, community? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that or we can general, support. Period. Right. So we can support the children who are being bullied in a way that where it doesn't get to the point where they feel like they need to take someone else's life. Um, so it's really touchy. But I. I do think that in a matter like this, and it's not because he's a child of color, um, but in a way also because he's a child of color and the way in which mental health and certain things are handled in our communities is different. And so it is important um, to, I think, not just sort of jump on a decision where that child would have been behind bars for the rest of his life and then that's it. Um, and no one is validating the fact that who he identifies as was being attacked day mm-hmm. day in and day out and no one was there to support him. Um, so you're talking about two victims in, in the scenario and I don't think prison would have actually given him what he needed in terms of understanding A, why he was wrong um, and B, how to further deal with his sexuality. Um, imagine you're just going to throw him into jail and then he just has to deal with it there that's also not a safe space for him to you know come into himself and explore who he is so i i'm happy he's out um i am you know still mortified for the family that lost their child um but i 
do want our community as a whole to think about the urgency there is in us taking responsibility for our children and teaching them Mm -hmm. why diversity is important. Whether or not your household um, chooses to recognize someone else's diversity as something that you agree with, I think that respect should be taught regardless. So Mm -hmm. if you're super religious and like you really just like you don't think um, being non-cis is is a problem, like I'm not saying you have to teach your child otherwise, but if you aren't going to teach them otherwise, at least teach them that you still have to respect people's differences, even if you're not mm-hmm. going to partake in those differences. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I think along with co- coexisting, uh, starting to brainstorm what restorative justice looks right. like. I think mm. we live in a culture with media that sort of teaches us that ju- justice equals revenge. Right. Mm. And that's just not, it's not productive. And I, I'm, I know that family is is hurting. I I can't imagine, but also I think that, yeah, there's just like a programming in us where we think that justice has to look a certain way. And so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a woman of of faith, a woman of God. So I'm just, I'm praying that they can find it in themselves to sort of look at justice in in another way where this man being out uh, might actually have, uh, a greater benefit right in the long term absolutely yeah. um so next um on a different note uh juan attended this really fun event at youtube oh yes um so youtube new york did a youth lgbtqia plus night where it was hosted by um inf- creator max emerson who is like a youtube instagram guy um and he, he's, I mean, he has a following. He has like 100,000 or 100, uh, a million subscribers. Mm-hmm. I don't know, some shit like that. Um, and so they had like a bunch of like LGBTQIA plus YouTubers performing and drag queens. Peppermint from Drag Race was there. Miss Sherry Vine, who I did the side to side video, was there. Um, Tyler Oakley and Ingrid Nielsen, who are two really big YouTubers, were there. And basically, it was just a night to celebrate being queer and being in New York and kind of just mingling amongst creators because everybody who was in the audience was creators. It wasn't like subscribers. Um, and just kind of like promoting the space and and whatnot. It was fun. The appetizers were amazing. The drinks were great. The photo <laughs> shoot was the photo the photo booth was great. I'm just like YouTube space. Book me because I could be up there too. And I did the last LGBTQIA so night. So, like, if I did it before, let me do it again. <laughs> like, awesome. But, yeah, no, it was fun. And then Live Big Girl. Did you go see it on December 2nd? I didn't get to see it, but I wanted to congratulate them because they kept on, like, I like they reached out so many times, and I was like, I wanted to try and go see it, but I wasn't able to go see it. I know it did great. I've seen the pictures and the Instagram posts. Congratulations, ladies. I hope it happens again, and hopefully next time we will be able to go because they came to our Oye Mi Canto event. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to Karina G. Lopez, who's uh, one of the ladies of the cast. And who then I know. Um, shout out to Organic Sofrito for also having a, um, a really successful show. Um, she's actually really interested in coming to Lady Two Brunches, so maybe we'll have her on soon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, we'll hear more about that when she's here. Awesome. And last shout out um, here to the Lady Two 
is uh, to MCC's new play, um, the Mean Girls play, um, or excuse me, School Girls or the African Mean Girls play. Uh, I saw it uh, two weeks ago, and it's dope. Um, it's really, really dope to be able to go to the Lucille Lortel and see an all-black female cast um, in a play written by a black female. Um, I don't want to say too much about what's in the show because Liz hasn't seen it yet. Liz is about to go see it. Um, but I will say, even if you're not really into theater, I think it's an important dialogue and it's important to see, see blackness spoken about um, in a way that's really um, centered around being a black woman. And so you talk about some of the issues that women face as women, but specifically women of color. Um, and it takes um, part of the focus, and this isn't a giveaway, um, is a pageant. They're recruiting for like a Miss America type of pageant. Um, and so seeing what that type of composition does in the space with black girls who already, you know, are very self-conscious because they don't meet the Barbie doll blonde standard is really, really interesting because it causes us to reflect with each other about what's problematic about how we keep the cycle going, um, in terms of, you know, you know, you're too dark or your hair's not soft enough or you're not too this or too that, um, which are influenced, you know, by, you know, larger institutions. However, we can do better about not perpetuating them. And this is a great play that sort of challenges those dynamics. So definitely uh, go out to see it and shout out to MCC for, you know, switching it up. It was about time that they switched it up and started to show um, more people of color. They do have diverse plays, um, but I think that having people of color on stage does add a necessary element, uh, both for their theater audience um, and for the youth who are in their programs, you know, who are very dedicated to MCC. Um, and now they can see themselves on stage, aside from being the ones on stage themselves when they do their programs. So shout out to MCC. Mm. All right, so time for Tuta Loca is where we call motherfuckers out for doing the most. Um, loca. The first one uh, for me, so I my I had a classmate from middle school, Giovanna, whose uncle was killed by the police. Um, there was an investigation uh, for a man who's uh, linked to a drug rink. They went to the apartment, uh, and he had a machete in his hand. He was afraid he didn't understand what was going on. Uh, doesn't really speak English. And the police uh, fired at him, and it ended up killing him. Went in to arrest his son, who was the person who matched the description of the suspect. Then it turned out that they had the wrong family. Wow. Um, so her uncle was Fuck murdered. <laughs> My yeah. God. Yeah. There's, so her her like... uncle was murdered and um, it wasn't even like he wasn't even associated with the crime in any sort of way. Uh, this shit really pisses me off. It's hard to hear. Um, we always sort of hear it from like a, a third eye perspective. Uh, but having known this young lady and knowing her family and her parents, you know, growing up, having seen them. It's just, it's a good family. It's a solid immigrant family who's just here trying to get by. He worked in his factory for like 30 plus years where he had his job. Um, and it, it, it's just unnecessary. And like why, and they fired at his chest, you know, so because he wouldn't put the machete down, but he wasn't charging at them, it seems. It's, all those things get muddy and, I think anywhere you try to spin it, that the man didn't deserve his, to lose his life. And it just brings up the question again of like, what the fuck are our police procedures? And are people really aiming for the legs first? I don't think so. I don't no, think not so. Not even close. No. And the, the double standards are absolutely outrageous. They are able to bring in these white male mass shooters 
alive. Yep. And give them Burger King. And I know, yeah, I'm not the first person to say it. Right. But it 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 needs repeating. Because hello, <laughs> like, is nobody seeing this? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> like, it's, it's it's super problematic. So, um, but I just wanted to shout it out because I'd yeah. seen it, uh, and it really really broke my heart. So. Um, my condolences to the family. Um, other other things in the news, those California fires, man. Wow. Like you, I saw a video that was shared and I was like, people are now Photoshopping like movie stuff and posting it and posing it as the California fires because they think we're stupid. Um, and then my roommate actually is also from California and she showed me a video that her sister like recorded herself mm-hmm. and it was on the same highway. And then I was like, oh, oh my God, this is, this is not, Photoshop. This is not. This is real. Um, literally, it was uh, like on like Ventura Highway, and um, just everything was on fire. So it's literally like black. It looks like almost like volcanoes. Like it's just like mm, everything like is lava, black, yeah. and there's yeah. like a lot of fire. I, I've seen some. I've, I embarrassingly have been a little checked out. Like I saw. I've been seeing the headlines, but haven't been checking out too many of the images. But then there were those fires that happened in the fall around the same time that we were. You know hurricanes were were hitting all over the place and it felt like the apocalypse uh and i was out in idaho at that time and i could Mm -hmm. smell the smoke in idaho from the california fires Mm -hmm. so i can't imagine yeah yeah it's 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 really it, it, it's really terrifying and and they're like whole farms like people have had to like leave animals behind and like like there was a horse farm that I think there were like 30 horses that were like burned alive yeah I think we need to pay attention something needs to be done um whether it's just um about you know being greener and you know or maybe not stealing tons of land natural land and resources that we have for the sake of drilling and profit Donald Trump, um, we, we have to do better. Um, another tuta loca is, speaking of that motherfucker, acknowledging Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Wow, good move, motherfucker. He's like the guy who <laughs> is in the circle and like everybody's cutting ass and everybody's doing whatever, but then he just says the shit that takes it too far and like, you see, now now you started some shit. Like, we was fucking with everybody. Like, you know, mm. people make statements and take sides when, it, sides when it comes to Israel and Palestine all the time. That, you know, the way in which their opinions are taken to dance the line of like causing trouble, but he straight up was, just came in and was like, oh, and we're gonna move, uh, you know, our embassy there. Um, and like, which is a clear stance. Um, and now people are rioting and fighting. So now you have Israel and Palestine tied at each other because they're continually, they're ever, they're like centuries of being tied at each other. Um, and now you're just adding fuel to the fire. People are burning American flags and doing like all the shit. Everybody's losing their fucking mind. It's like you can't push the buttons that way. Like, you, Israel and Palestine's conflict is not one in which you can just make a statement and it doesn't actually affect affect the climate of what's going on over there. It's a very, very sensitive relationship and around Jerusalem specifically. So he's just fucking. And I do I not believe that that decision was made with enough thought or research or reading it was because it, they've just proven that 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 party isn't reading that that tax bill 
Yeah. They did not have Which time is on to the go. list. Let's go straight I mean, into yeah, it. Yeah. Well, Let's go straight zoom, into zoom it. That in tax bill. Yeah. <laughs> with stuff in them. I'm a teacher. I would not accept an assignment that looked the way that tax bill looked. Hell no. With all that. Absolutely not. Revision in the margin. They're just, they're just not doing their due diligence. Forget about what you believe. Mm-hmm. These decisions are being made rashly and irresponsibly. Yeah. It's. It's child, and I'm just, I'm just not sure what the angle is. I just want it to be over. Absolutely. That's my response. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, another thing that had me tight this week was so a hundred million um, dollars from the NFL uh. to communities of colors, right? Basically, in exchange for the NFL shutting up, because the idea is supposed to be. Over over the span of I believe nine years or so, um, they will be donating ten over <clears throat> a total of a hundred million dollars to different community organizations and stuff in community of colors to help like empower them. But in exchange to football players like not continuing to take the knee and making statements like that, racism does not have a dollar price. There's not an amount of money that you're going to pay someone to make them unracist. Right. They're still going to feel what they feel. They'll still make their decisions based off of what drives their beliefs. They just don't have to be vocal about it. So for me, that is actually that that's like saying, hey, the racism and all that is okay. We're not going to condemn that. We just want you guys to shut the fuck up and play some football. So we'll just throw some money at your problems so that you guys can stop, you know, you know, turning the tides in ways that they need to be turned. So basically paying them off for the revolution to end right where it's at. Fuck you, NFL. (laughs) Quite frankly, and I like football. Like I don't know everything about football. I don't know stats of every player, but I do enjoy the sport. I do love the way people get together when they watch sport, the camaraderie, the competition of it. Like it's really sports are great um, for countries and for pride. But I really feel like I, I'm I'm not watching the Super Bowl. I hate sounding like I'm like it has to come to this. Like I really am not about to watch the Super Bowl. I just I have a suggestion that we all just create another show. That happens in March. We'll call it the halftime show. Quidditch, perhaps. And all and all you'll do is just watch like the performance because that's what I watch the Super Bowl for is for the halftime show. <laughs> so just take the halftime show and stream it live, and that's it. And let uh, let football like go to whatever. You would be damn surprised, Juan. Football. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying like. Like, that's a fun thing to say, but, like, th- there's so many there's so many more people that are actually watching for the sport than there are people watching for, for sure. the, the, the halftime show. In fact, I bet even if, like, no one agreed to do the halftime show, the show will go on, and Absolutely. it would be fine. Like, they would be mm. fine. That is the power of, that sports culture has in our country, which is why, which is why it is super important that we allow people like Colin, you know, to do what they do. And to have the players that support him support him the way that they do. Because it's a very strong t- statement. It's not allowing people to go into their bubble of like, well, this is football time. This is me and my TV time. So I don't have to worry about the world. It's saying, no, actually, in that bubble you're in, there's a bunch of shit about the world that's causing issues. So fuck them. Um, <clears throat> um, so next on the list is misreporting of a fire that happened in the South Bronx. And it was a, it was a fire that happened at the school that I work at. And... I just put it on the list because I thought it was crazy how a situation like this happened. I don't want to go into too many details because I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to share Mm -hmm. for the public because it's still an open investigation. But I was just shocked at how, like, 
this district in the Bronx where this happened is under a lot of pressure because it's the same district that the stabbing happened in. Mm-hmm. And the fact that something so big happened but was misreported and like had the wrong name and like the news reporters that reported it like interviewed a student that didn't even go to the school. Like it was just like so carelessly handled. And luckily everybody's safe. It's not like a big deal in terms of like there were no deaths or casualties or anything. But it's like, if this shit happened at LaGuardia High School, you know the parents who have money would have written some shit to New York Times or the Daily News or the New York Post, and it would have been in the newspapers. But because it was in the Bronx with parents who may not have as much money or don't know how to make as big of a noise as rich white people do, um, it was misreported and whatnot. So, like... I just think that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not to, not to say that your, your theory about why it was misreported is wrong, but I just think generally journalistic integrity is going... It's booty. Sh- yeah, it's going to shit. Yeah, we've got to do something about that in general. But of course, yeah, anytime it has to do with communities of color, poor communities of color, they care even less. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. I bought that. MTA Man. is proposing <laughs> MTA. Those hoes. Fuck the MTA. I just need that tatted. Fuck the MTA. Yo, way of it. They are proposing to end 24-7 subway service um, in order to take the time that they shut down the, the system to fix and make improvements on tracks. Here's what way. Exactly. There you go. Took the words right out of my mouth. Like, <laughs> I, I don't understand how it's taken so much time for them to strike. Like, stations are so bummed out at this point that, like, I think that it's up to them to figure out how they do it without interrupting us. It's not on me that y'all haven't figured out how to improve our system. So don't come now and shut down the, the fucking train lines. Like, this city is always moving. It really, mm. really is always moving. And so the fact that you always, you know, at certain hours of the night, you have to wait, like, 20 to 30 minutes for a train, to me, is already punishment it's enough. It's already punishment enough, yes. And so they're like, oh, we're going to have buses running, but you and I both know, like, uh, those buses, no. the fucking, no. they're the fucking worst, and just fuck the MTA, and I get it. Like, I am all for having improvements because improvements have to be made, but, like, where does all your money go, bro? Like, you gonna keep raising these fares? Because right. we're almost at $5 at this point. Right. We are, we're basically at $5. Like, what the fuck? I don't, I really, it's just annoying. And at $10, I'm expecting a free drink. You know what I'm saying? At the very <laughs> least. <laughs> well, I haven't read it yet, but they have that whole expose. What was it, in the Times or something? That's about how low-key the plan is really for the MTA to die a slow death. Mm. There really, really? is. Mm. So, yeah, we, we got to read that. But, yeah. Um, I don't know that there really is any hope for us at this point. <laughs> because it's just... I literally haven't taken driving lessons this whole month. Because I'm gonna get do, my I fucking need to do license that too. Yo, uh, Rookie's driving school right here on Castle Hill. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where I've been going. It's legit. They're legit. Shout out to Rookie. <laughs> Rookie. <laughs> right, right now, it's, it's that lift line life. Yeah, yeah. Yo, for real. I've been like, my sister has like those Uber Pass deals, so like the Uber prices are cut in half for her, and I like. I'm constantly texting her like, hey, can you order me an Uber? Hey, can you order me an Uber? Because I really can't fuck with the trains. They're just not reliable. And I'm not about to like wake up a whole hour earlier just to accommodate the fucking train because it's not going to be on time. Like I'm paying you, motherfucker. You ain't paying me. 
Anyway. Thank God for understanding supervisors because I am late to work. Yeah. Every day. Word. Word. No, me too. I have fucking, I have a fucking lateness problem, you know, and it's, it sucks because you do. And then the days where you are the most like, I'm absolutely going to be on time are the days that the MTA is like, just fucking kidding, bitch. I got a sick passenger. I got an unauthorized person on the rails. All sorts of stuff start to happen. So fuck the MTA. Um, Next thing, Franken resigned. I, uh, I, that there's a lot to be said about that. And I, it, you know, previously in a couple of ep- other episodes, we, we've questioned like what happens when the predators are your heroes? What does that mean for the space that you guys are in and how we treat them and how we take care uh, or how we address the issue? And in this case, he was really put, there was pressure put on him to resign. Yeah, here's to the ladies who. Right, right. So it's interesting because I, while I'm not saying, I don't think the resignation was necessarily wrong, but I'm not necessarily of the opinion that it was the absolute, like it was the absolute immediate solution to the problem. I think that um, at this point, he's a great, he's a great moment for us to sort of stop and analyze um, how are we going to handle these things moving forward? Because the truth of the matter is, the same way there was a bunch of people who said me too that had had some sort of history, there's just as many people and men, women who have done something sexually inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, um, whether it was a photo or saying something inappropriate, making someone feel uncomfortable, that happens. It's a problem in our culture. And so what starts to happen when, you know, it's easy to get like a mob mentality when it's someone of the other side, someone who not only was a predator, but like was a rich guy who was mean or a producer, people with power. But what starts to happen when it's not no longer the people of power and people in your own community, people who are your best friends, who are your family, you know what I mean? And when it's not outright rape or something like that, and not to qualify that anything is more than the other, that's not the point I'm trying to make, but to say, all right, if you are the best surgeon in the world and you made your nurse feel uncomfortable, um, should, you know, like, should you no longer practice surgery moving forward because you made your nurse uncomfortable? Is that actually going to teach you about why you shouldn't speak to women that way? Or should we suspend you? Right. And there's some sort of backup in how our community deals with you and addresses what you've done. And then you can't come back to doing what you do until there is a clear understanding that you've actually learned something. I don't know. It's weird to qualify it, but I'm just worried about what's going to happen. I think people aren't prepared for the realistic or for the reality that there's a lot of people who we love who are predators or have been a predator in a moment in time. So how are we going to do this? Like, let's actually think about this and how are we going to deal with people? I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it's it's just interesting to me. And again, I'm not saying it was wrong for him to have resigned and I don't think what he did was minor or anything like that either. But how do we deal with this? Yeah, I mean, as a, as a playwright who's writing about a lot of these themes, it's been a weird time. Because yeah, I started writing the play that I've been working on that's, you know, sort of a... a about a fictionalized character that resembles Bill Cosby and mm-hmm. some other folks that are definitely recognizable. And the climate around, ce- yeah, the intersection of celebrity and rape culture and race, it's, it's really changed a lot. And I just think it's going to take a while for the pendulum to kind of swing to balance. Because now, mm-hmm. right now, it's sort of just about any allegation becomes a dismissal from that position, a firing, a stripping that person of their power. 
but I feel like that's dealing with I don't know, Medusa's, uh, Medusa's mm-hmm, locks, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. or what is it, the, the hydrant? What do you call yeah, those things? Yeah, the, the snakes on her head. Yeah, yeah you're just kind of cutting cutting the snakes, um, but you're not really dealing with the, the root of the problem. So, yeah, I, I don't know what it's going to be like when we realize, okay, taking the one person out of power doesn't really address the system and the culture that silenced people or the judicial system. So yeah, we we still have a long ways to go. I think this is still an, I don't know if exciting is the right word to use, but an important moment in our our history of sexual abuse, but there's there's work to be done for sure. I think you brought it up, um, and I think that's what you're kind of working towards, is like that there needs to be some type of restorative justice Mm -hmm. instead of it just being like you're cutting them off and, like, dismissing everything that they've ever done. Um, restorative justice is really interesting because, like, you're working with people and you're, you're like, recognizing that this is a person who just, like, did not know well enough or did not whatever, whatever. Um, so, I don't know. I think at, one, at some point restorative justice would be a good turn for it because... You're just going to fire everybody and then all these other people are going to get these jobs. But then, like, yeah, I, mean, I don't that, know. Like, yeah. it's, it's, no, it's, yeah. like the, the work has, people have to be willing to put in the work to make sure that the restorative justice is there and is being followed through and isn't being cheated out of or paid off or mm. written off, you know? Because we also have a lot of these, like, you know, go to jail for 24 hours and then come out. Or, you know, like, well, isn't, type of yeah, Har- Harvey Weinstein, money. hasn't he been sent off to some therapy center in, I don't know, some other country? And part of me is just like, well, what's really going on out there? Is he just getting. He's on vacation he's and on away vacation. from paparazzi. Exactly. <laughs> he's on vacation away from paparazzi. Um, stashing, our topic of the day. Um, stashing is basically, so I read this article, stashing is basically just having someone in the shadows, right? And it's not even like, a you know, significant others and that you have a significant other and you're cheating on them. It's actually that you're in an active relationship and and you wouldn't even want to use the word relationship right is even the first step of stashing the first step situation right right right, right. the first step of stashing (laughs) is you know you're not in a relationship right it's like that that's just what it is but you don't want to define it and that person sort of lives in the background of your life in accordance to anyone else who's looking in it doesn't matter how intimate you are in private they can be around your family even and you won't even give them a title for your family to pinpoint who they are they are just stashed away in a corner so this is something that obviously isn't new People have been getting stashed for forever, um, but it does feel like nowadays the dynamics of relationships and when you're able to actually call someone a boyfriend or a girlfriend, it, the qualifications for that are like there there are none. Like, what's the standard anymore? You put in your resume, and then you have to f- also fill out your employment history. <laughs> no, right, right. I, no. I don't know what qualifies one to be an actual official bay these days. Right. <laughs> so that's what stashing is. So that's basically yeah. stashing is is the act of putting someone, you know, on the side and not acknowledging and then being able to drop them just as easily because you're like, oh, but yeah. you weren't my girlfriend. Oh, mm-hmm. you're not my boyfriend. So, like, it's cool. Like, we were just doing our thing for three years. 
people, people <laughs> you know? really want to have their cake and eat, eat it, it too. too. That biscotto, mm-hmm. they want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm no. Tired. I. What is even dating in the in the twenty first century? Like, it's real. It's weird because, <laughs> you know, for me, um, like when I first started using Tinder, and I don't use it anymore. But when I first started using it, there was something like exciting about it because it was like, oh, is this gonna be refreshing? Like, I have all these men like I had like the world's my oyster I have all these men at my fingertip who I may or may not be able to flirt with but there's such a gap between you and the person um and it's larger than the screen you don't really get a full scope of who the other person is but you already know what the exchange is it's either we're going to go on a date and we're eventually going to have sex or we are going to have sex or we're just going to have sex or maybe we want to get to know each other because maybe we're relationship type and you know or maybe you will just be texting buddies for a really long time maybe we just send nudes like there's so (laughs) many options in the buffet that you really it feels like there's a standard stashing period before you're even exposed to the world because you guys are figuring out which one of those terms are you actually negotiating. And then even when it's negotiated, the the end of that negotiation does not equal a relationship. Thus, you don't need to be listed as an important person. Your their family doesn't need to know about you. You don't need to be clarified with a specific title. Like Or has stashing become the prerequisite to a relationship? So if we can successfully stash each other and just have a relationship that's away from social media and away from the public eye and we get along in private, if we can successfully do this, then maybe eventually we will be good enough to be public and not have the embarrassment of like, go super public with a relationship and then two months later like break up. I'm sure that's the thinking, but it just, it lets people wiggle out of being accountable yes. for how they mm. move. There's zero accountability. And that's what I was going to say. And what's interesting about stashing, it's not that people are stashing each other at once. It's the idea that like there's one person who really holds on to the fact that they don't want to be known. It doesn't, they don't want it to be known what your relationship is. Um, and it allows them to, like Liz said, not be accountable to you and your feelings, but also like be able to slither out whenever they want because they never made, they never signed a contract. You know what I mean? Like if, if people say like relationships are an emotional contract, like if you're not signing that emotional contract, then I can stash you and then ghost on you. And that's okay. Like, you know what I mean? So like then other ways, other disappearing acts start coming into play. Um, and he, you can, you might run into him. He might be on a date with another person and you just have to deal with that. Like but let the reverse happen. happen. Yeah. Let the reverse happen. My, right. my, again, I don't even know if I'm allowed to call him an ex because we weren't, Oh, those are the uh, most I will, frustrating. I will, I will, I will call him Army Bay. Shout mm-hmm. outs to Army Bay. Army Just Bay. kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I had posted like the most innocent thing on my gram. It was like an Instagram post of me with my girls, and I said something about how I thought the bartender was cute, and I was totally crushing. Didn't this dude? go off about why would you post that you knew i would see that oh you knew that would hurt God. me and I hurt like, you but i thought we weren't in a relationship bae right like okay. why it's petty it's, it's manipulative really... i think it's abuse you know mm. i 
which also leads me like because that that it was another article that I read where it's like what is that doing to our mental health I know me personally like I, I've very been I've always been very open about the fact that I am like super self-conscious like when it comes to my body and what makes me good enough or not good enough as a woman to like be wanted by someone it's something that like on paper I recognize as ridiculous and it's like you know always value yourself more than those superficial standards but at the same time I'm human right and so like naturally those emotions come into play um I've I've been stashed you know what I mean like I've been stashed before and and that's not it's just not a good feeling but you do feel like you're enduring some sort of abuse down the line because it's just this question of like what why aren't I worth more than this especially if you've seen that person give give the title to somebody to else somebody else either before you after you yes. whatever you're like oh yes. okay yes so this one could be a girlfriend right mm. but anytime it comes down to me i'm still not ready i'm right. still not uh, sure right homie uh. yes <laughs> <laughs> yes like, uh. absolutely say it again after, say it louder after, <laughs> years, after two years you're still not sure yeah, or this back and forth about feelings and emotions and then like, oh, there's no trust here and that's why we're not in a relationship. But like you trust yourself enough to hang around long enough and come back. So like what are you still looking to trust? Like if you if it's squashed, just squash, just squash uh-huh. it. Right? Like don't 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 stash me. Like you know what I mean? Don't right. have me around and stash me. And then if if you are in a dynamic where maybe the stash the stash the person being stashed, right, has maybe done something that has sort of broken some sort of agreement or just like crossed the line, which they didn't even know that they crossed because there were no fucking rules to begin with, right? There's no, again, like that whole we're in a relationship, but we don't, we're not. And so this is okay, but that's not okay. When you break a rule and you, that you didn't even know was a rule, then you feel like you need to like you owe the person ongoing but then you don't even know when to cut the person off because there is no there the The limit does not exist (laughs) the limit does not exist shout out to me girls right any boundaries it's made up rules made up things like oh we're working on trust Mm -hmm. the same people that want to ask if we have to still use a condom what right Mm. you 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 really bugging right you really bugging right Right? Yeah. No. No, no, for real. It's 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 a really true thing and it's it feels and it's not true the case that it's always women being stashed, but I know so many women who are stashed, like like actively being stashed at the Good moment. Women. Yeah, great dime pieces being stashed. Just because the the person who they're with, man or woman, just is not ready to make a commitment. Really, and the commitment is not just to the other person. It, it's 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 a commitment to yourself. Like you, when you are in a relationship with a person, it's not just the decision. It's not like you're giving them God's gift and saying like, "Oh, I will grant you the the honor of being my boyfriend or being my girlfriend." It's 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 saying like, "I am committing to my feelings for you in a way that mm-hmm. I am not opening up myself to other people. I am going to you know care and have regard for you a bit more than I would have if we weren't in a relationship like you're this is the contract this is what you're signing up for and nobody wants to do that and it's It's okay to fail yeah and people are so afraid of that yeah just try yeah and it feels like the stashing sorry Juan not to cut you (laughs) off but it feels like they think that this like Juan said the stashing phase is where they're going to figure out if it's going to work but here's the fucking newsflash (laughs) 
ladies and gentlemen and everything in between is that you actually that's not how it works because you can't gauge an honest relationship if you are not playing within the bounds of an actual relationship you can't uh, you know there's used to be a nike commercial that says you know only greatness equals greatness right like only relationship equals relationship if i'm half-assing it if if i'm not invited to the family cookout right you know what i mean Mm. all of a sudden like for years and years and years like then you don't know how i am around your family and that's part of what's important to you so my stashing period is not going to teach you about my dynamic in your world Mm -hmm. if you're not allowing me in your world um and if what you're saying is you want a relationship where it's your world just us two and then nothing else then is that really a relationship? And for the person being stashed, is that what you're going to negotiate up to? Like, is that what you're going to upgrade to when they finally give you the title that you're still not like, not that this is relevant anymore, but nobody's changing their Facebook relationship status no more. Like that's Mm. not like there's those little things don't matter anymore. They're just like, Oh, but we're together. We're together. You know, we're together. So why does it matter? Why does it matter? And it's really like, I feel like people don't want to show their feelings. I think it's another, another thing of um, the person who's doing the stashing, have having their cake and having their cake and wanting to eat it too where it's kind of like i'm gonna hold you here we're gonna do all this stuff but in case somebody comes along that's better yeah that's when but that's no that's where my my self-esteem takes that hit though because i Mm -hmm. feel like i know that that that's the implied Mm-hmm. Right. Implied well, for me, in for my point of view, and yep. seeing the seeing the better the better recipients come along and have similarities to you, always Ooh. they're always some different version of of you. you. Yeah, yeah. Yep. She, she have looks types. just <laughs> like me, Britney Spears. She Girl that I once knew. (laughs) This is a musical version of Ladies Who Bum (laughs) Show. Yo, it's really the worst. I I've actually been in the experience where like I've been messing with someone, just messing, and there's no like relationship or no relationship was asked of or desired at the moment. But then they got a girlfriend, Mm. right? And all of a sudden, like my world like exploded and I had all these feelings. And then it was the moment in which it was for me, like self-revealed. Oh, shit. Like you actually had caught feelings and you didn't realize you had caught feelings because I was like there was someone who another person who I had was previously like fucking around with who was stashing me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I I was I was happy to be stashed for whatever reason, maybe because I was out of fresh out of a different relationship. And you didn't want to be you didn't want to have a boyfriend. I didn't. Yeah. And I did it at that moment. I didn't want to have another boyfriend. So I was fine being stashed a bit. But even that got tiring, which is how the other guy came into play for me. I was like, (laughs) no, no, because it was just sort of like, you know, at this point, like bitches had already said, like, I love you to each other. Niggas was proposing to you like on some fake shit, like already in this other element. And like naturally I had gotten excited and I was like, oh, my God, I have so many deep feelings for this person but they're stashing me because they keep saying their career is going to come first maybe i should Uh, just move on because his career is so important to him and maybe i'm just too uh, immature to to see the importance of the career and how much of a burden i am if i if he has me around to his career so i let it rock it's like i'm reliving it right (laughs) so i let it rock I let it the rock. best friend, I'm reliving right. it. Right. Right. I let it, and I let it rock. And I mean, like, him and I are still good friends. Me and, and dude who was focused on his career, his career is still, I, I hope it better be in a better place than it was before, you know, <laughs> I, I decided to walk away because then his little point is irrelevant. No, I, and actually, he has a girlfriend at the moment, too. So that's when, so what Liz was 
speaking about. It's like, yeah, they say there's always these default excuses, but then they break their own rules when they want to. And then you're sitting there like, so was that really what it, what it was? Like, was it really that you can balance a relationship or was it because I'm too insert, you know, self-deprecating comment mm-hmm. here? And um, it's hard to get out of that cycle of right. the self-deprecation because I really don't think it really ever has anything to do with us. It doesn't. stashed. It doesn't. But their own ability. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll speak for my experiences. I think myself as a, as a friend, as a lover, as a daughter, as a sister, I'm, I'm somebody that's always going to hold you accountable. Right. If you said you wanted to wear green on Tuesday, if I see you wearing red, I'm going to ask what happened to the green. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to ask that question. Right. And not everybody's really ready to to be held accountable to what they said that they were going to do, what the goals they set for themselves are. Um, but then it can, it can feel like, Oh, I'm, I'm too much. I'm too pushy. I'm too this. I'm too that. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's, it's really about those people. And I think the extent to which they want to pick somebody that has whatever good qualities. And sometimes they're qualities that are similar to the good qualities you have. Right. But that might also let them get away with their usual regular schmegula degula bullshit right mm-hmm. and i'm not the one yeah it's so <laughs> funny and 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 really like you know no one ever wants to be the one and i have to admit like i've i've been the one like i've been the one to like let things like that carry on longer than they should have because it's hard to gauge again there's no ruler there's no tape measure nowadays for what the limit is and like if you're too quote-unquote old school and too much of a hopeless romantic then you look thirsty right if you're too too hands off then it's like oh you give up the impression that you didn't want anything serious in the first place right I hate this shit right? I hate this game <laughs> there's no because winning there was like literally one day where this guy was talking to me and we're trying to make plans and he was like because I did not respond within like the 10 minutes that he had written the message it was like oh well I don't want to seem thirsty so we could just leave it at this Bye. Yeah. And, I'm sorry. And that, that's a whole other no, 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 no. That no. It's it, and then that's probably because there's been so many other people who have stashed or like played him that now he's like, all right, I don't have time to go through the cycle again. So I'm gonna just nip it in the butt before it gets too far. Like before you have to make an excuse and then he has to go back and forth and ask for another day and then you give him an excuse another day. Like, no, he doesn't have time for it. So if he wasn't trying to talk to him, that was it. Right then <laughs> in that moment. And I, I can I can relate to that and that really sucks. And I, I really do think um, it, it's affecting um, people's mental health um, around relationships. Oh, yeah, I, I can I'm, say I feel like I am. I have. Like, I am a hundred and fifty percent shut down. Right from romance right now. I'm like, like I've had so much trauma in the past couple of years. Yeah, it's absurd. Yeah, and even when it's like self-induced drama, like I've made like bad decisions. You know what I mean in my yeah, track. So there's so there are definitely certain things or certain reasons why I'm not in relationships that don't have something to do with like a man in particular, but have things to do with my personal decisions. But even then, like. You think about like what's the timeline of like healing from that and when are you allowed like it's like when you get your license revoked and then you get it like how long is it revoked or how many points before you can have to come off before you can drive again like when when am I allowed to make demands again and be like actually no like these are my rules these are my terms and conditions if you don't want to let go of the past and that's on you and I can move on and I'm not an asshole for doing that like I'm actually taking care of myself for doing that so those types of things I think that part or that moment of like taking back your power and reclaiming your time mm. reclaim right your time. like that 
is not something that's taught. Um, and so we don't know how to step away from situations when we're in them because we don't, we don't know that we can, we feel like we have to stay. Or if it's, or if it's not something that you did and you just feel like, oh, he's this type of person, she's this type of person, she's hot, he's really intelligent, he's this, he's so good, he's so much better than me, it's not gonna get better than this for me, I'm not gonna have someone else express interest who is just as good as this, so let me put up with the bullshit because this is as good as it's gonna get. And that myth is also really, really unhealthy. Oh. I feel like I have unintentionally stashed mm. before. Um, and it's definitely, okay, so I've definitely stashed, like, um, in times where I, like, there was people who I, like, what wasn't, like, dating, and it was, like, we, like, hooked up for a little bit. So definitely the terms weren't relationships, but little problem. I wasn't, yes, <laughs> little problem. You know, they might have had a little problem that maybe I, I, I made me hesitate in putting them in the forefront. Um, and so I didn't, <laughs> right? And so they were kind of stashed. As you can see, Liz is making eyes at us. Juan is throwing subs at me. I'll explain to you off air what, what that sub was. Um, Lord have mercy. You know, like fresh. It's a hilarious <laughs> story for another time. <laughs> anyway, so I, um, you know, like I definitely stashed that dude. You know what I mean? He didn't deserve that. He was super sweet and amazing, and I definitely stashed him. Um, so I've been that person, but n I've never been that person with someone who's like, it's like a long-term deep relationship or anything like that. Like, it's like, oh, we started hooking up, and I already get the vibes that this isn't really going to go anywhere, but I'm not quite sure that I'm going to let you go all the way yet. So, like, we'll just live in this stash moment. Um, right. You know, uh, but never dragged anyone on for years and years of like stashing them away. All right. So in the gay community, if you're going into it knowingly, then like if I'm going into the situation knowing that it's only about a certain, you know, appendage on your on your body and like you have a girlfriend, you have a this, you have a that, then that's different because I'm knowingly going into that situation like that. But um but so how do you how, take like, care of yourself in the in under those terms? So there's no sub rules. It's just like, oh, well, I'm walking into the Wild West and anything goes. Like, how do someone <laughs> take care of themselves emotionally, even within that dynamic, right? I mean, it's a, uh, it's yeah. a every man for himself kind of thing. Yeah, I think I think if I'm knowingly going into it, then I'm <clears throat> if I'm knowingly going into it, then I'm here for one thing and one thing only, and that's gonna get taken care of. Hopefully, you know, um, and if it doesn't, then it's on to the next. But like being in like something that I feel might be a potential relationship and feeling stashed is something different than like knowingly like full on being like like if, if I've ever been stashed, it hasn't been <clears throat> like talked about with the person of the possibilities of being in a relationship. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. But I wonder how do we allow room for ourselves when our emotions grow past? Like emotions are unpredictable, right? So right. it's like, oh, if you didn't want a relationship at the top of the show, like by the end of the show, your character is not able to progress to have their feelings changed. They absolutely have to have the same feelings over time. Like, I just think that's unfair. And I think it's unrealistic for the way human emotion works in general, where it's vice versa. You might jump into it being super enthusiastic. And then by the end of it, you're not enthusiastic anymore. Right. right. Um, and then I think that that's what scares me is like with stashing. It's like it's the teeter totter of that. Like one person's really into it and the other person's not. And then suddenly the other person's into it and then the other person is not. But no one is either 
saying, all right, we have to break out of this stupid stashing shit and all these unspoken rules that we think we have to follow in order to look cool and like not have a typical relationship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and actually talk to each other and connect one on one. I think people don't have healthy conversations with, yeah, well, the, you know what I mean? Because talking sucks, though. Like, I right. hate talks. Oh, absolutely. I have a, I have a whole monologue in my solo show about that. But because we don't have language with which, like, just the fact that there is even even is a word stashing mm-hmm. feels <laughs> like a step forward in the conversation because now there's a word mm-hmm. to describe what's happening. Mm-hmm. But I feel like our generation has sort of been moving through not having not having that conversation. No, there was the the model that our parents sort of maybe used to to get together and it was kind of like either you were courting and dating and mm-hmm. in a relationship mm-hmm. or you weren't but there really wasn't an in-between in the same way at least when I try to talk to the you know my mother and my grandmother about this they're just kind of like I don't know what y'all Seriously. are doing right they don't have no, anything to contribute we- to the conversation <laughs> and honestly like if I think about our age group right now and we're talking about like mid-20s and stuff like that like it's either you're in a state of like you are already married or you're getting married and you have kids or you have kids and you're getting married or you're getting married and then you're going to have kids or you're just like in the state of, I don't give a fuck dumb where like, right. <laughs> like you're just right. kind of like dating or, and, or not dating or you're just getting drunk. Like, but to be real, I feel like I don't hear people talking about like, Oh, I'm just dating right now when it sounds exactly. like they're having fun. Right. Cause it'd be because one thing to just be going from like, you know, Tom and Dick and Harry and it's all Lottie Dottie. But anyone who I know who is single and trying to navigate dating. is like, like lost in the wilderness. Like they yes. Yes. Lost. Lost. Yep. Sounds the like world. the Hunger Games. Yep. And even like for me, like even even in like having someone who you see frequently and you guys don't have a title, like it then causes you to be in the place where like maybe you, you start to feel like, oh, well, then I need to start looking as detached of the situation as possible because so then it's like I'll feel comfortable posting statuses like get you a man that can do this, this, this or that or, you know, talking about like somebody flirting with me openly in a way that if I was in a relationship would kind of be like, why are you doing that? Like you got a man, like why are you talking like that? Right. Mm-hmm. So but then like you feel like if I don't act like I don't got a man, then the person who's stashing you is going to feel some type of way that you're acting like like you do have a man and that mm. it'll naturally be implied that they're that man and they're not that man. And so people are going to negotiate how they feel about that person based upon their assumption that you're in a relationship. But then that falls back to you, the person being stashed, because you're the one, quote unquote, setting the standard, which allows for them to assume that you're in, that, you know, you're in a relationship or it's something more serious. Right. But then the minute you act a bit too detached or whatever, it looks like oh you're talking all this trash about wanting to progress about the relationship but in but look you say things like this and you post stuff like that so do you really want that like are and then it try to play it as though they're the ones being stashed like mm. you know you say all that stuff but you don't like you know you act like you don't have somebody who you text before bed at night we just all need you know therapy. <laughs> we all need therapy <laughs> we all dude. need therapy like, we need um we need to talk more and be more open and oh my god yes and 
take us to maybe, church. Maybe, 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 yeah. some, maybe some arranged marriages. <laughs> maybe like, we should go back no, to arranged marriages. Like, <laughs> like, the only way I'm getting married, it's for, it's for money. <laughs> Where, yo, low key, sometimes I really do feel like, because like in DR, there, and not only in DR, but because I'm Dominican, like all these girls who get with these older dudes who got money and it's really just because they could pay for shit. Like, and it's mm-hmm. really not about the dude. And yeah, they'll have sex. They'll have the dude's kid. Like, and low key, I want some, maybe I won't have your kid, but like, I might fuck around with somebody, not get married, but I might like become like a, a, a professional gold digger where I'll be there long enough <laughs> to reap all the benefits, but then not actually have to commit to the wedding and then like leave and hop around. That's terrible. And I don't know that I would actually do that. But these days it feels like that's the only real choice. That's the only Honestly. way like, you know, you'll get, some sort of benefit in moving around but it's really like the the idea of like it being like really either or it's like you're really committed in a relationship and on your way to getting married or like you're just super single that like polar opposites i don't know i mean i feel it feels like it's the same in this in the straight community but definitely in the gay community it's just like <laughs> like mm-hmm. like it's it's and it's i don't crazy. know there's not enough I don't know, like, I feel like events where people are meeting, I don't know, like-minded people. I know, like, that might sound crazy, but I, I don't know. I just feel like where I've met people, it's either been on an app or some, like, real random, like, stranger shit, like, meet cute on the subway. Right. And then I was just like, okay, like, we got into a cute little conversation. Let me exchange numbers with this, like, total stranger for whatever mm-hmm. reason. But, like, I can't remember the last time I was at, like, a function Right. And it was just like, oh, Liz, like, I want you to meet my friend from college. Like, right. Yeah. No one like I don't I don't I genuinely like I don't know the last time I've like met a guy. And that's not even because like, oh, I'm not available to meet a guy. I'm closing myself off to that. But like you I literally haven't even if I low key would have wanted to like there's no one who's introducing me to who. Like, which is why not having things like Tinder be more than just sex apps are, are problematic. And I'm not about to pay. Like, I feel like the only time people find real solid relationships is when, is when they they're using one of those shit. paid apps. Yeah. I'm not about to pay to find the... Let me I, tell you something. I and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with people no. who do. I'm just personally like, if I'm not paying for this gym so I could lose some weight, I'm damn sure not about to pay. So I can have no man <laughs> roll up <laughs> on me. I don't fuck with it like you know what I mean like it's just really it's tiring and I don't know and I feel like a lot of people are in mediocre relationships because they don't want to get it yeah well that's Yo. true too and I feel like sometimes I feel myself Yo. feeling like oh I wish I had and I'm like wait a minute Mm-mm. no yeah. I don't yep. Yep. exactly yeah a lot of people are in mediocre shit just for the sake of being in some shit and they're not of my white college friends are just like hopping into these relationships and people are getting married married and sometimes like you know i speak to i've spoken to a couple people who've gotten engaged recently and like i've you know there's always that moment of like yeah we had that thing and then they say that one big sort of problematic thing that they're feeling but they're 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 stashing away that feeling Mm -hmm. in order to get the relationship and in my head i'm like yo how is i gonna bite you down the ass 10 years from now like how Mm -hmm. is the fact that you're not addressing this emotional roadblock now gonna fuck up the whole relationship so it's actually not worth even going through the whole process of marriage i don't know i do i do wonder about our dynamics and relationships and maybe it's just living in the same revolution as everything else is where the traditions are being challenged and so we're breaking everything apart to rebuild something that makes more sense so that we can we can have relationships where like consents are 
a conversation and not like an assumption of like, oh, well, you're my girlfriend and you've been my girlfriend for a year, so I can just fuck you without a condom or like things like that. And, you know, whatever it is like mm. that we are now breaking some of these norms and, and the power dynamics are shifting and even what a relationship looks like and who you choose to love is, you know, you're more open about that and not um, living under conventions. But this stashing shit. Not cool. Mm-mm. It's not cool at all. Um, all right, guys. Well, it has been fucking real. It's been real. Thank you for tuning back in again. Um, any last minute shout outs to anyone? Liz, where can we find you? Follow you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, com. Almost all of my social media handles are at Liz Morgan online. So, yeah, follow me there. And, yeah, thank you for having me. This is yes. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Um, yeah, and just a general shout-out to the holiday season coming in. I'm still on my Grinch shit. I haven't really gotten into the spirit yet, um, but slowly, slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. I, it, I went down to that Rockefeller tree, and it was a mess. It was a mess. Yeah, that's not yeah. a good way to start. Mm-hmm. As a New Yorker, New Yorker to New Yorker, that's not the, that's mm-hmm. not the way. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I felt a little bit. I was in... Um, a hummus restaurant in Elk's Kitchen, and it was snowing outside. They were playing Kelly Clarkson's Christmas album, which is just as good as Mariah's album. Um, but no, no. They were playing Kelly Clarkson's Christmas album, and it was snowing outside, and it was warm inside, and we were all like drinking sangria. So for a second, I was like, oh, Christmas. Um, but yeah, I'm still kind of like with you, with the... This, slowly entering the Christmas Yeah, I feel like spirit. I'm going to get into the spirit like the day before and then it'll all be over before I, I know it. any gifts. Yeah, yeah. It's looking tight, quiet yeah, for these gifts these, these years. I'm mad broke. And on that broke note, <laughs> thanks yes. again for tuning in. <laughs> uh, we'll catch you next time. But in the meantime, Bronche. <laughs>